Hello everyone, welcome back to the Don Pod. I'm here with Nathan to discuss, talk about Port Adelaide. Hello Nathan. Hello Sam, how are we? Mm, I'm alright, how are you? Uh, mm. uh, yeah, I'm alright, no, good, good, thank you. That is good to hear. And sausage rolls for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. so that last pretty good. Nice, nice, nice. Um, sorry, just already reading the comments. That's a good start to the night. Um, good weekend, Sands football. Uh, yes, very good weekend. Thank you, Sam. But you know, that's not what we're here for. Well, we can be us for let's five seconds. Let's not be us, Sam. Let's be better before we talk about football. Uh, speak for yourself, there, champ. Rob, I'm speaking to you <clears> as well, Sam. All right. Anyway. Port Adelaide, nine goals, 12 to Essendon, six goals, 14. A real slog in the wet. Um, I have to admit, I did try a new way of watching it this week. Uh, and that was I didn't. Just some <laughs> some life things got in the way. So apologies for that. I've watched some highlights and seen some moments. Not, so just Commitment, Sam. Go we'll to question your commitment. Sometimes. Not, um, this is one of those moments where you're not chasing down defenders or you're not getting back into defence, Sam. Sometimes at 4.40 on a Sunday, it's just a bit hard. It is a bad time for football. It a really terrible time. Um, not my favourite time for football. If we'd won, I probably would have watched a replay, but yeah, I don't apologise. <laughs> Sorry, guys and girls. All right. Um, disposals. Parish 39. It's a handy game in the wet. Uh, Merritt 27, Hind 26, and Rusty Martin 25. Uh, goals, all singles to Martin, Jones, Waterman, Durham, McGrath, and Phillips. Uh, for Port Adelaide, I don't really care. Wines, 29. Aim on 25. <laughs> the only multiple goal scorer of the game, of course, Charlie Dixon. Uh, the rest, singles, four. And wait for it. Powell Pepper, Dumont, Butters, Marshall, Rosie, Finlayson, and Motlop. Interestingly, Powell Pepper kicked one goal, four. Yeah. A, a nightmare. Yeah, probably, sort of probably the best player for them. Until he went off with, um, I think it was a hamstring. I'm not sure he went off. I can't remember. Uh, <coughs> sorry, just choked on my arm. Now, obviously, like I said, I didn't watch it. So this is going to be very much you driven. I have seen little bits and bobs. So I'm going to try and just direct the conversation as best I can. Um, Darcy Parrish, 39 touches in the wet. From from what I've seen, very clean ball what did you think? What did you make of him? Uh, look, he was he was very good. Um, I, I, the, the highlight for me was the quarter time siren sounded, mm-hmm. and he had a go at. Now I'm not sure if it was Kelly or who he's having a go at. You've seen have you you've seen that bit? I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen the footage. And then Heppel comes in, and you could see Parrish wanted to say more, but he sort of backed away, and then Heppel's like, oh, you know, so he. He sort of let rip with sort of, you know, arm gestures and uh, what looked to be, and I tried to watch the bit of footage today, you know, before it, so what led up to it. And what was interesting in the background, which I didn't notice in this bit, that Merritt's also turned around and given Hind a barrel for not following his man down because Merritt's, because that contest when the siren sounded, if the ball had gone out that they had, a Port Adelaide had a, um, a loose player. So my, but that's another thing to discuss how they, how, they, mm-hmm, how we defended. Mm-hmm. Um, so my highlight for for Parish was it was a really good game, but I can see there's passion in there for the way he's playing and the way his team's playing, and that's a great thing for me. I, yeah. I, 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 that's what we've wanted to see. 
Yeah. I saw it last night after the game and have seen it throughout today. It's getting mostly negative yeah. press, which is bizarre. I'm Why? all for it. Why? I'm, I don't know. I can't, I've seen it just a couple of headlines because I've Googled some stuff before and it said that there was a well, bomb. We want, great. See, we want to see them. Exactly. Even if I'm happy. Fly the flag. Yeah, if they're even if they're fracturing, you know, relationships because of this, that's okay. They're they're speaking their mind on the field about incidents. That's great. That shows that, was, that they care and and that somebody thinks that the right thing isn't happening. Yeah, and it was a bit of passion and a bit of the first time we've seen the I'm hurting, we're hurting. Yeah, thing. instead of the yeah, we're hurting. I don't mind people. that. Like, and we used to love can... with Goddard. Crack the shits at each other and get over it and move on. Like it's not like they're not going to be best mates tomorrow. They're big boys. Yeah, big boys can say things to other. They big can boys have a dig yeah. in the heat of a game and be okay, and it's good. Like I said, I was a big fan of Goddard. I know he's a divisive. Yep, bloke. I liked what he was trying to do. I have he, no problem with that. The problem with Goddard was he didn't deliver on it himself. Sometimes that was the awkwardest. But oh, at no. least he demanded the best, and that's what Parrish was trying to do there. And you said to it to me this afternoon that. Heppel's approach as captain in that moment seems to be a pretty good commentary on him as a captain. He didn't really want to engage in it. Like, he didn't seem comfortable with that sort of confrontation. Yeah. He's trying to simmer it down and be like, like let's we'll just be nice. Let's be lovely. Yeah. Get, let's be nice. That's probably the sentiment. Let's be I nice. Don't, look, I don't know Dyson Heppel. I've never met him. Um, really? And I don't know if this is anything like he is, but he seems like a very nice guy. And I don't know if he's, he's able to say the hard things to people. He's more about let's, you know, great effort today, boys. Let's bring it together. You know, oh, we lost 500 points, but you know, it's really love each other and be close. Whereas I think it's sometimes, Sometimes, yeah. It's a different generational thing too, but you need a little bit of shout and spray and say, no, come on, lift your F and this and F and that. I've said that on truck. Just give him a spray once or twice. Like it's not the end of the world. But Heppel's the same. You're right. Nice guy. Probably fewer nice guys in footy, like genuinely. He seems to be a really chill kind of bloke. But as a leader of a football club, sometimes you're going to have to say some things that are negative. On that moment, I then had a thought as I went for my next beer. Dangerous, yes. Uh, could, and I've never thought of this. Could Darcy Parrish be our next captain? Based on that and that alone, probably. <laughs> That's just one thing. I, <laughs> I haven't, when, when Heppel came to the club, it was pretty clear. You could just look at him and go... Yeah. Yep, that's our guy. That's the next yep. captain of this football club. Because yep. he inherited it from Watson, didn't he? Yes, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't... I've never seen Parrish in that same way, but I've never really seen anyone else on our list in that same no, way. No, I struggled to see our next captain in that list. And Maybe McGrath in his first year, but... Yeah, but it was that moment... Really. Well, McGrath was great in the game for flying the flag. Like, that message has obviously got through. Like, Good. Was it a few games ago when that didn't happen to Shield? Yes, that in a football has... club, we should be... Big well, boy we're, mentality. We're just a bit slow. What we need is the members or, you know, the supporters to be driving the culture and everything because we obviously know what's going on. Yeah, we're great. Um, right. Good game, Das. Maybe future captain. We'll see. Um, next one is our boy. Our boy 2.0. Because our boy 1.0 was pretty awful. Uh, our boy 2.0 and Rusty Martin. Yeah, he had a great game again. Twenty-five touches and a goal could have been a couple of a couple yeah, more goals yeah. too. Um, 
just when he sort of faded for a couple of weeks, he's been pretty mm. average the last few weeks. And he kind of, well, I sat there and went, oh, yeah, fair enough. Like, you know, he's yeah. had a start to his career and he's a kid. And He's covering a lot of Ks too. If you look at his um, data, yeah. like he's covering, he's in the top three or four sometimes of distance, which is yeah. unbelievable for a guy. Yeah. Making excuses for the guy. And then he comes out with 25, playing with a dry ball, really. And just classy again. It's a Pendlebury-like, you know, sort of decision making that we I see. They got pinned by a tackle at one stage. Um, that's fine. Um, and another stage, he sort of gave a bit of a dodgy hairball. Oh well, actually, I think the player that received it made it look dodgier. But other than that, like he just makes a lot of good decisions. When he gets the ball, he's the sort of guy. I go, oh, good, he's got it. You know, like you know, there are players that do that. Yeah, oh, he's and got it. it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's like when Peter Wright's got a set shot. Yeah, okay, this is gonna be fine. Yeah, he could right. be right on the fence, sixty yeah. out, and you'd go, yeah, he's a chance. And I used to think that about Harry Jones too, and I'd forgotten about that because he'd been away for so long. And he missed his first and then kicked the second, which was in the wet. That was a lovely set shot. Lovely too. kick. And lovely. I remember, oh, that's when I went, oh, that's right. He's a really good set shot. I forgot about that. It's good to have. He took out. Another one. Sorry, we're kind of digressing for Martin. If he took out his first game last year, he kicked 04. He kicked like 20 goals, two or something yeah, insane for the season. like 15 straight, didn't you, at one stage? Like and that. there wouldn't be many that were on the run. So there'd be mostly set shots yeah. from him, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, um, but yeah, Rusty Martin, lovely guy. As you said, Pendle will be like. But I think the thing we should discuss is our defence. Well, let me just go through some individuals because we need to talk about the individuals. Um, Sammy Durham, studs. Tell you what, he's marking really stood out to me. Yep. Um, One-on-ones and a couple of pack marks. Just really great hands. And it's little moments like that you see a bit of an evolution in a player and you go, oh, hang on. Now I see something a bit better and a bit... And to be honest, he kicked a really nice goal too. It was top yep. of the goal square, but it was opportunistic yep. and yep. just quick on kept the boot. Kept himself and, upright and yep. didn't get pulled down exactly Um With guys like that, who he would be not older than 20, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't imagine he's not very old. That's what I'm after. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, exactly. Just little well, glimpses of, hey, this guy could be our wingman. It's and development in the plays. And to go further, if you look at the... like. Reed played another really solid game. Again, a few things, you know, not great, but again, game five or whatever he's after. The other one I'll mention was um, Archie Perkins. Okay, yep. Who had the most CBAs, which is phenomenal that all of a sudden, and and I think at the point too, we won the first first quarter, I think it was clearances were 15 to two or something like that. So we were really dominating when he was in there a lot. That's a good segue. I'll just one thing on him first. Do you find it interesting that that's all of a sudden he's getting well, that midfield minutes? Like his numbers have gone from like three. Yeah, that's what I mean. Why? Eighteen. Where's that come from? Why now? Well, it's really interesting because I mean, if you look at the data, and I've got it here actually. Who was pushed out? So, um, hang on. I'll just love get that from you. If you look yeah, at the data, so, which I have here. What does it have here? <laughs> so he went to eight, he attended 84% of our CBAs. Um, and the next best was sort of um Parrish and then um Shield and Merritt. But before that, so he'd had 18%, none and six percent, but he pushed out so who's that at 77%? McGrath. So he's basically they've kicked McGrath out of the midfield. 
And maybe he's played a half-back role. I'm not sure. Maybe a wing. Well, that, McGrath's interesting as well, though, because mm. he we kind of accepted that he was playing on half-back. Yeah. Last week, I think, against Richmond, he had a pretty high number of centre bounce attendances. Yeah, he did. Mm. And then last night, he was kind of half-back, but did kick a goal. I did kick a nice kick, goal. I'll kick a very good goal, it was. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I can accept it. Like, it's fine. If they're trying to work out what their yeah, best midfield is, it. no problem. But yep. it seems weird that Perkins wouldn't have had a bit higher numbers previously. And oh, with no is. major midfielder out now, why all of a sudden oh, no, get those stringer in Lincoln? Um, I've been out yeah. for weeks, though. Yeah, 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 you're right. No one from last week. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, if that was something like to cover Redmond. Oh, yeah. Good chat. Redmond. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good chat. Thanks. I've always got him. Uh, so to cover Redmond, maybe McGrath played a more halfback role, which dragged Perkins up into the... It's interesting. It did, wasn't Caldwell. It was Perkins. They were looking for that run, obviously, that, that he brings. Well, um, Perkins Cald, Caldwell's clean. a bit more of a bull. Well, he, he didn't... There was one where he didn't get the clearance, but he got forward and got the mark and had the set shot, which I think he missed. I think he... I can't recall now. He didn't keep um, the goal, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he up. missed. We... The first quarter, I reckon we had three gettable shots. I reckon Perkins was one. Waterman was another one. I reckon maybe I did see Parrish might add another one in there. Jones missed a set shot from pretty Jones much the same one spot too, he yeah. took the goal from. Mm. Um, that's one of the... We could have been right in that game at the end of the first quarter. A well, bit of an arm wrestle in the second. We played well in the third. And then I think, well we'd, I think they really tightened up. And I think the pressure of the third quarter had got to them in the fourth and... The Port Adelaide had just really tightened up in uh, the, the. They were put playing an extra person in the midfield to try yeah. and deal with their clearance domination. So, on the Perkins point and about our defenders transitioning, missing goals, all that sort of stuff, the info that I got, and again, this is second hand info, so I'm relying mm-hmm. on you here. Yeah, yeah, well, you rely. Was we kicked 0 8 before we yep. kicked a goal? Yep. And Big Phillips. At least half of them transitioned to goals down the other end. Oh, so massive issue. It's been pretty much for one all year. Uh, look, we tightened it up again, I would say, in the third quarter and possibly the last, if I looked at the data. then well, No goals but, were kicked in the last quarter. Yeah, so the first half, though, we leaked like a sieve from kickouts and they were just merri- merrily going along the wings mm. to each other. The other thing, too, that stood out to me, and I wrote it down, so, you know, you take notes because that's what you do, when you watch games. Um, okay. <laughs> there were two incidents in the first quarter where Kelly got caught on um, Dixon. I did actually see a highlight with McGrath on Dixon. Or McGrath no, and Finlayson. McGrath was on Finlayson At and one point. Kelly was on Dixon. I'm like, what the f*** How the has hell happened has here? That happened? Like, and, and there was another incident where Kelly, uh, Dixon took a mark against Kelly. I'm going, now... That shouldn't yeah. be. I That's don't know what's going not on. What Laverde's gone for a wander or he's gone to the toilet. I don't know. Because he shouldn't be leaving Dixon's side. He's the perfect matchup. No. And it showed throughout the rest of the game. Like, again, they fixed that up in the third quarter. And every time there was a constant contest, Laverde was there. And he was big enough to move him or even outmarked him or just sort of fell on him and, you know, well, made the, him not mark it. The third quarter in isolation was... Pretty amazing, really. When you think about yeah. how we play in the wet normally, oh. us and our little privileged Marvel Stadium home ground. Mm. We are horrible in the wet. Horrible. horrible. So to kick four unanswered, yeah. get it back within a kick or within two kicks maybe, um, 
that's that's really encouraging. I don't want to. I'm, I hate the whole oh, honorable loss thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying honorable loss, but I'm looking for moments and bits and well, look, that the we can carry gone. forward and go. Well, we might win a couple more games. <laughs> There's something I, there. Yeah, I think the biggest issue at the moment is between our ears. Is that the the players are devoid of confidence and are struggling with a game plan that they, they're not confident in as well because of it's it's cost them, you know, in a lot of games we've been heavily scored against and they don't know what to do, I think, at stages. And, and this is shows when they're, when teams are splitting us apart, I reckon they're, they're in this mindset between are we up being attacking defenders or are we, you know, getting back and defending and like they're not getting that right because you saw that in the third quarter when the ball was pressed into our forward 50 and Port were trying to kick it out, we would just we'd continually take a mark and push it back in. And that was the difference. And that's yeah. when you could see it working, but there's got to be a well, better balance. And that's, that's good too, is that it does work sometimes. <laughs> but footy is going to have ebbs and flows. And, exactly. you know, we've seen Melbourne lose for the first time in what feels like forever. Last after weekend, Sam said it couldn't happen. Well, after we, we talked about... Whether or not they could go undefeated, you prick. Um, and old flag mantle come in, but just a little bit because now in now that thing between the ears is like, oh shit. Well, you know that third quarter against Port Adelaide that one time, it worked. Like that's what I got to do. And I would have oh, hoped that we got that yeah. from the Hawthorne game, and then we kind of went to shit against yeah, Sydney. You're right. But being interstate again, I know we didn't win. That's the shit bit. Yeah, interstate. Six or five or six goals down. Yep. To bring it back in the second half in the driving rain. That and, that's the sort of shit you can build on. It's not massive. And the only reason we're five or six goals down is just because we just could not kick straight. Like, you know, and, and this is what I think it is, this part of between the years thing and, and you know, and, and there's a skill issue, obviously. We are not good enough. That's the, the basics of it right there. Our skill and decision making is at best questionable. Like Can we I just add there. Yeah. I read an article today of the yeah. players that we've lost and the players not in that this side this year or the last from last year to this year. Mm. It is insane. I almost sat there and went, geez, maybe we're a bit too hard on this mob, but maybe not. Uh, when you think about Hooker and Waller for the goals they've kicked, massive. Yep. Stringer, yep. he's yep. not in that side. Langford and he kicked 40 goals last yep. year. Langer's played mm. most games last year. He's a very important player to our structure. Um, there was more than that, but it was a bit like, yeah, no, great, great story, bro. Really hit that point, Sam. But even to lose, <laughs> to lose the forwards, you know, oh, or ninety goals between Hooker, Waller, and Stringer. Yeah, and that's the big issue is at the moment is that's is massive. that we have to rebuild. For one, we have no forward pressure. We struggle with forward pressure. Our small forwards, Wanganee. Did a few things, but he's still a kid. Like he, he, he doesn't want to tackle. I like that about him. But Smith, Smith kicked two points and and really should have passed both of them off. Yeah, we expect uh, nothing from Wanganeen though at this point. No, exactly. Which is great to see him playing. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Waterman was an is an interesting case because they sent him to the midfield for a little bit, but I, I just don't, he's not good enough. He's not. Well, there's two moments in the last quarter. Okay. He got tackled by. Alira there, and that that's fair enough. That that can happen. I don't think anyone to kick to, so he was trying to run as far as he could and then put it on the boot and get it down there. Well, the second one, he had sorry, he had a set shot, 
and he, I think he kicked it out of bounds on the full. And I'm yeah, like, right. got to make better moments. My smack moment was that chase down. Mm. It had the ball, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Like, number one, you probably should be out running Aaliyah, Aaliyah when you're not the oh, height. Really is. Yeah, he, yeah. He's quick, but he's a big guy. So you, yep. I'd expect some smaller guys to run away from him. And two, it's just lack of awareness. That drives me up yeah. the wall. My smack moment is in the fourth quarter at about the seven or eight minute mark. I want to say something like that. It was we were we were coming, we were playing all right, and it was two goals in it, I reckon. And they'd taken a mark on about the sixty, and they got the guy. It was Drew, I think. He was looking around, and one of their forwards, I can't even remember who it was now, just wandered into space, and no one. They're all guarding grass. They're all pointing at each other. And he just wandered out and took a simple like there was no one within ten meters of him when he marked it, and he was probably forty out and I went, oh god, that's horrible defense. You know, everyone was just like, no, he's your man. No, you get no, no. I was like, oh, god. And that is inherently the problem of um, marking space. What's it called? Zoning. Yeah, zoning. So when you're not very good at it, or when you're still learning it, or when you've got um, no confidence in your other players, I think um, there's again confidence in the other teammates. That too. Bit of trust. Um, trust. It's amazing that these teams that win teams that win flags are so perfect in everything they do. They're well drilled. They might lose games of football, but you get what you expect from them every week. Just yeah. about, it's unreal. Um, moving on to a couple of other things. The VFLW women are, are confirmed yeah. minor premiers. Woo! Undefeated. <clears throat> just the two draws. The only blemishes on their record. And they play Hawthorne this week. Yep. Who are second still? I believe is that right? Uh, and Essendon VFL men's had their first win. Woo-hoo! Pretty intense finish. Did you see that last little set play? No, I missed all of it. Oh, so I, I only the saw the, with uh, like it was six on seconds. Twitter, left, one of the guys on Twitter posted the last year. So it was like a mark dropped in the like 40 meters out on the pocket. And I can't remember the name of the Essendon player. He's not one of our senior lists or maybe senior lists, but I don't know him. Uh, he picked it up and kicked it. And as it was bouncing, the siren went and then it went through. Oh my god! <laughs> I just went through for a point. Scores were even at that time. It was a wow. point, and all the extra players, hey! and all the, the uh, opposition Coburg. No, I can't remember who it was there. Yeah, they were all just Drop. dropped to the ground and like, oh. Um, so that's good. That's nice. Coburg a second last, but it's nice. We were winless until that point, <laughs> so absolutely Yay. take that. Um, Probably we like if we beat West Coast by a point. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't accept that shit. <laughs> um, but some some good names getting some football. So Baldwin three goals, Francis kicked two, yep. um, Heard kicked one goal four, which I, oh, he's done that a couple yeah. of times now. But he's getting shots at goal, which is good to see. I would like to see him play a game before the end of the year. To be honest, to see what he's yeah. like in the senior stuff. I, I would have thought he'd come in for that game against Hawthorne where we lost like a thousand players, but. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Tommy Cutler, 33 touches. Don't reckon Tom Cutler's ever had 33 touches in his life. Well, look, he's a player that's good enough quality to dominate in the VFL at that sort of a game, I reckon. I would hope so, yeah. Because he's, uh, he's good enough to play AFL. Nick Bryan, 47 hitouts and 14 touches. Evan, that's a lot of hitouts. Game, uh, compared to his opponent. Sore hand. 21 for the Coburg Ruckman, whose name I'm not even going to begin to pronounce. <laughs> That's Polish or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's some positive news for your Monday night. Um, AFR women's still a little bit away, obviously. I hope they at least make the grand final, whatever happens on that day. 
we'll, at least we'll have something to get around. I'll tell you what, they have recruit. I've noticed on Twitter that they've brought in a lot of players yeah. from other clubs, so they're yeah. building. They've really, yeah. really pickpocketed <laughs> some yeah. other clubs. It's great. What's, right. What was our slogan in the 2006? There, um, we're building something nowhere. Oh, they know we're coming. Was Carlton? Yeah. No, that was yeah. That was a, a, what was it? it was something um. Oh, what was that horrible slogan that they painted over? I can still oh, remember whatever the, it takes. Whatever it takes. It's banned. The banned phrase at the Essendon Football Club. That's just oh, that was poor, isn't it? Such a bad timing for that. For our award-winning marketing department, too. Oh, right? oh really? <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Just Hilarious, that out. was. Just don't pass out. I don't need you Look, passing out live. My my take my on the game was that we were bad. But we're we were that bad. better. We've still got issues. Yeah. I read somewhere, and I don't know how much of a stat this is. I'll just go to my stat. Then. Um, yes. I don't know how accurate this stat is, I should say. We've beaten two top eight sides in the past 56 games. Yeah, I reckon that works. Which that tells you where you're at, really, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Because we, we were at a stage where, where we've beaten all anyway. the teams below us. And we'd sort of battle with the teams around our mark, but we couldn't really beat teams above us. Yeah. Normally how it works. Um, can I have your votes, please? And then we'll get into the Who Am I? Everyone's favourite segment. Now, I have done mine purely based on stats, but I have copied yours. So you tell everyone yeah. yours. And we'll um, uh, I gave Paris three. I just loved his game. Yep. Uh, I gave two to... Nick Martin, the, the kid is class. I can't help but be impressed. And it's Sammy Durham. Very great. Um, Probably his best game for the club, I would say, with the one. And could have got the two, but I'm a big fan of Nick Martin. So that's, that's the way I'm going to roll. <laughs> uh, I did do the same based on highlights and oh. what I've been told. So, again, I apologise. Right? Life, mm. life happens. All right. Last but certainly not least. Well, actually, there's a few more things. Anyway, who am I? You overachieved. In oh, I did not last week. Got a text from a mate, actually. Did you? Five points. He has five points. You're famous. <laughs> He's um, on the tractor at the moment farming, so, you know. Yeah, He's got to listen. He's, got, he's listening to our podcast, the poor bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, <laughs> fa- my father-in-law, technically, he drives trucks, so he listens to us, but I'm pretty sure just out of sheer boredom more than anything else. <laughs> yep. um, right. For, for six points... Oh, this might actually be really easy. Oh, well. um, oh. I played 324 games of AFL Ooh, football. That's a lot. It is a lot of football. We're rested in. I can't answer questions. I'm here to ask. Oh, no. Okay, 324 games of football. Uh, Tim Watson. Oh, thank God. Um, uh, he played 300 some, I think. I debuted, I debuted in 1983. Oh, Danny's got it, and Danny's got it off the six point. Danny, Danny, you're googling it. You get it every bloody week, mate. Oh, where is Danny? Should be Danny. Can you write it next week? Yeah, you do it. We'll guess it. That's a good one, actually. Danny, you're doing it next week. Um, debut so, in sorry, 1983. Yes. Yep. Debut in '83. Uh, who would have been young in our early premiership stuff? Uh, I don't know. Mark Harvey? He didn't play that many games. No, I don't know. No, not Mark Harvey. Mm. 
for a four points, I'm a two-time premiership player. Mm-hmm. 84 and 85. Oh, that's I'm still guessing at the same bloody ones. Um Terry Danaher? Nope. No, you would have played him more. Now you, no, he wouldn't have debuted that late. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you, go. you did just make a big fat assumption, which is incorrect. I will tell you that. Oh, the Essendon. It's not Essendon. That's right. I played for two AFL clubs. What? 14 seasons at Essendon and five at a rival club. I don't like it. He's um, a very popular man, I think. That's my perception of it. He might not be, but... No idea. For two points, I might be a fish. Oh, Paul Salmon! Oh, I forgot about Paul Salmon. Did he debut in... Uh, 83, it? yep. Spent five years at Hawthorne. And 324 five... games with those dodgy knees. Yep. Um, won nine in 84 or five, only one of them, and 93. I reckon he did knees. He, um, he kicked... He was in that game where he kicked like 11 up one end and he did his hamstring... Yeah. And I think it was Ablett up the other end who kicked like 14 or something yeah. like that. Back in the good old days. Back in the good. And he did, apparently Fish did his like hamstring at the third quarter and he sort of was like, oh, I better go off. And she a- said, nah, get it back out there and see if we can kick a couple more. He was a big boy. <laughs> oh, 205 200. centimetres and 112 kilos. That's, That's a solid And, and good marking, awkward kicking action, but worked. He kicked um, in his first year. He kicked, didn't he? Kick did his knee, and he had like seventy on the board already in about round eleven. So his first season, nineteen eighty three, he kicked fourteen goals. In eighty four, mm. he had sixty three goals, but his first game was in round ten. Yeah, did his knee? Or, uh, must have done his knee. Uh, he did his knee a couple of times. Yeah, dodgy knees, the old fish. Oh, great player! One of my favorites, number three. Yeah, I, I actually didn't give you the number clue this week because I thought you'd I would have it. got it if you'd given me the number clue. That's fish. I like fish. Yeah, big fish. Um, all right. Well, so well done, you. You did get there. Well done, Danny, you freak. Danny, well done. Um, Danny's doing it next week. Some other guesses in there were Job. No, Jordan, I'm sorry. Uh, Alfie me. said Herdy and then said Willie Dick because um, <laughs> old mate's not here. What's his name? Who always guesses Willie Dick? I'm sorry. Oh, Sam. Murray, Muzz. Murray. Muzz, Muzz mustn't be here. Um, the one, I should do really dig. Family's probably got in the way, Sam. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> um, Rick did just comment. I thought it was 1984 he debuted because he did his knee in 84 and had 60 goals by round 10. Look, I use AFL tables and it is generally pretty accurate. So... That's... I thought it was something like that. I thought he kicked a bunch and then did his knee. It was my memory, but I'm not. So, well, oh, hang on. Came. Oh, no, sorry. You're right. He definitely debuted in 1983, right? He, round one, 1983, he debuted. Yep. Game 10 in 1984. His 10th game was round one. So from round one to 13, he kicked 63 goals and then didn't play for the rest of the year. Well, pretty good going. Imagine, if someone, imagine they had someone 63 goals, you know, in a couple of weeks in, in their footy right now. What are they on? 25 at the moment or 30? I don't know, he kicked, he kicked 11 goals, four in a game of football against uh, Richmond, which is insane. 11 goals, yeah, three against West Coast the following season. That's mad. I missed the days. That I didn't, really didn't get to experience You that. missed the days you didn't have? 
Yeah, basically. Nine goals against Adelaide. Jesus. All right. Well done, Big Fish. Now, I want to ask your opinion before we wrap up very quickly on Any comments? a few things. Comments? So, yeah, we'll get there. It's just this. Who's the host? Oh, no, it's um, just that you were before we... Sorry. Pipe down, Chachi. Um, okay, <laughs> a, few, a few moments over the weekend uh, that I want to just mention, maybe more than discuss. So, obviously, Melbourne have lost. Fremantle back on track. That's massive. Carlton losing to Collingwood was uh, actually a great end to a game of football. Weedering out for six weeks with a shoulder. Yep. Which is a very convenient time Which I don't us. mean to be the sicko in this, but that's great for us who claim after the bye. Does help. Um, <laughs> I'm not one to celebrate injuries at all. I'm not but one to celebrate, but I will a little bit. With for my one. Peter Wright crush and for our chances, that is very... Yeah, And for um, Harry night. Jones, that'll be... Like if yes. Harry Jones, Peter Wright and... Stretches um, their defence just a little, little bit. Uh, now, the big one that I want to talk about is Friday night. Uh, Richmond against Sydney. Now, I want to preface this with a little throwback to, I don't know how long ago, 2018, 19. David Myers takes a mark, gets a free kick about 60 out. Mm. And as his siren goes, we're down by a couple of points. Mm. Siren goes, Dane Rampey climbs the post. Like halfway up the bloody thing. Gives gives it a little shake, right? Now, the AFL rules, I looked it up at the time, I don't remember it exactly verbatim, but it was pretty clear you can't do that. And if you do do that, it is a free kick or 50, right? So that should have been 50, like black and white. And the AFL come out and tick that off. Good times. Fast forward to Friday night. Dion Prestia gets held with yeah. a second left, about 70 out maybe. Yep. Siren, a whistle goes, siren goes. Chad Warner kicks the ball into the crowd. Yeets it into the crowd. The umpire, it's a shit show. Umpires pay the free kick and then the, they kind of get the ball back. Richmond players are kind of arguing. The controlling umpire says, I think it should be 50. Oh, really? I didn't. Yep. His mates, off wherever they are in the microphone, nah, nah, not 50, not 50. Nah, mate, not 50. Controlling umpire goes, oh, yeah, nah, not 50. Sorry, guys. It's just, it's just common sense. Three seconds after wanting to give 50. Common sense. Umpires aren't allowed to use that phrase. Now, there's a few things here I'll say and then I'll let you talk. <laughs> One, not hearing the whistle is very rarely an excuse. Oh, it's never, it's never, 50 ever. is paid for that regularly. If the free yep. kick's paid and forward runs on and kicks a goal, the umpire will pay it whether they've heard the whistle or not. Yep. Two, the fact he said, I think it should be 50 and then preached common sense is hilarious. Well, it sounded like he was more pressured into it with the other two was saying the other yeah, thing. which is also an issue. Yep. My biggest thing with this is it wasn't 50. The AFL come out the next day and said, yep, yeah, nah, right decision. It's not 50. If that had have been paid as a 50-meter penalty and Richmond kick a goal and draw, wasn't to win, just draw, yep. the AFL would have come out and said, yep, yeah, right decision. Oh, of course they would have. That's how is that okay in a professional sport that our we could do that? We could say, yep, this is right, but also the exact opposite is also right. Well, this is the problem with the AFL at the moment, is that they've gone so hard on some of these rules, like the, the descent. And I watched the game, the the I think it was the Suns versus whoever the hell they were playing, I can't remember. And the guy looked at the umpire and just went blah 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 blah. 
and and the everyone and the commentators were well that's clearly dissent like that is the most clear like this guy really let rip and, and it was the most 50. clear cut of dissent we've seen no 50 was given and we went well Oh, this game's a joke. Well, well what's what chat? Going back to Warner, he was the one the week before that got the 50 against him for when he bounced it in the umpire called He just asked for clarification. And he yeah. just went, but I bounced it. Like he didn't. Yeah. So, so it's consistency. We can't handle on, inconsistency. On this one, were you camp 50 or camp not 50? Oh, look, it's a 50 because it's a it's a free kick and it kicked the ball away. The the only way I reckon it's not is if in the rules, because the siren has gone, the ball is dead. So it doesn't matter if he gives it back to him in a hurry or not, because that's the only thing I'm not sure of. I'm and this is where that. I expect commentators and people that are professionals to know, rules. to know the rules. Yeah. So finally, and then I'll read some comments. Essendon yeah, yeah, yeah. Fremantle, whatever that was, it happened. We got a free kick on the wing right on half time. Yep. Oh, yeah, siren went yes. and the Fremantle yes. bloke dropped the ball. Yes, I remember because that. The siren yeah. went and we got 50. Hundred percent. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you've got your example. Let's see. That's the consistency we want to see. And he, I mean, oh, he we missed the set shot too. Hurt, we did miss it. That annoyed me. But because it was a shit, it was a shit fifty. I didn't yeah. think that was fifty at the time, to be honest. But by the, the letter of the law, it shouldn't be a fifty because once the siren's gone, the game is dead. You can throw the ball away if you want. I think the difference is he would have heard the whistle. Because yeah. there's like three but people there. It was hearing the whistle has never been an excuse. I, yeah, I agree, 100%. I thought it was 50, but whatever. Um, the game would have gone to shit if it was, like, honestly. I mean, the positive, though, is that Richmond lost. So I'm just going to... That is a positive. I haven't seen Chrissy tonight. Um, we'll some Richmond. comments from the good people, and then we will wrap up. Um, yes. Alan Beer, fantastic surname there, Alan. Uh, Hind played well in the wet, so did Hobbs. Shiel is hopeless turnover king. Um, I did hear good things about Hobbs being a mini parish or something I heard. Yeah, right. It was good. He, again, he missed a set shot, though. Okay. Um, Jordan Long was here and ready goals. before we even went live. So good stuff, Jordan. Uh, parish so good in the wet. Good. The old dinosaur spoke. To every member, you should have an email. I believe that's Paul Brasher who's referring to. Yeah. Uh, Alfie, Alfie's back. Hey, Alfie. I say we sell the farm to get Horn Francis, trade Shield for late first, and trade that and our first for him. Guy's a bull. So Horn, Shield and no. first round pick for Horn Francis. Couple of flaws in that plan, Alfie. One, I don't think Shield's worth a first round pick anymore, for starters. Oh. Two, we're not trading around our first pick, first round pick this year. I have a bad feeling about Horn Francis. He seems like a dick, doesn't he? Not a little <laughs> bit of a dick. He's just a little bit dicky. Um, we want to use our draft picks anyway. We so were talking like... before this started, um, Alfie, about a player called Darcy Fogarty, who apparently is a, a key forward at um, Adelaide, who has apparently been linked to. Brisbane, but I don't know why Keith Ford would want to go to Brisbane. Yeah, they got a few. Well, if he leaves next day, he'd be the only... Well, anyway, um, I, for me, it was more like, well, he's interested in leaving Adelaide. Is he someone we look at? That's all. He's a good, he's a good player. He's a solid, solid Pick boy. and 12 or something like that. Slot in to our forward line. Good set shot, big unit. Probably mm, do a little no bit doubt. of fitness, but um, country boy from South Australia. So I, I, I don't know how that 
true that rumour is, but it's just an interesting one. It is, and it's always interesting when players want to leave clubs. Um, I'd be more thinking it could happen if he was coming to a Melbourne club. I think if he's going to Brisbane, then Melbourne's a bit of a, you know, bit of a side Well, step, maybe he's interested in Brisbane because it's, you know, it's good. a big, small town. Well, it's, you're not moving to a big city. Not in the spotlight, Joe. I yeah. mean, Darcy. <clears throat> um, Rick has a good comment here, and I'm going to sort of paraphrase it and give you just the options he's given with minimal discussion because we're mm-hmm. over time. Uh, who do you think we should target in the trade period, even though we would be linked with every player in the comp and probably get <laughs> no one? Who do the Bombers target? He's given me a list of players. So rather yep. than open-ended question, I'm going to give you a list of those players and then you can just tell me who you'd pick. I'll just go yes, no, shall I? Okay, well, yes, no, that works for me. Yep. Dugowie? No. Taranto? Yes. Hopper? Uh, he's a big tall. I, for his height, yeah, because he's a very tall. I think he's a tall midfielder. So, go with the, we're talking about Hopper from yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. So I don't know him from Barrow. Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd say maybe, maybe. Okay, uh, Dunkley, Dunkley from as in the Bulldogs. Yep, that guy. Oh, we can't get him, but resigned. I think. Yeah, we'd love to get him. One hundred percent. That's a yes, but he's not. He's not leaving that club. Not obtainable. And Bobby Hill. It's a testicular cancer. Um, what? Yeah, he's taking time out of football. Who, Bobby? Bobby Hill. Really? Well, that's terrible. Yeah, it was announced yesterday. I was reading about. <laughs> Come on, Sam. Keep up with these things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Bobby Hill one's interesting because we've got obviously we're going to get a Davy. I assume mm-hmm. I'm making an assumption. He's at the moment in the top, the first round. They're talking maybe in pick twelve. He's they're both. Crafty, well, I think one plays a half-back role and the other one plays a small forward role. So if we can get one of them, then uh, the needs I don't know. There. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what Bobby Hill would, would have to give up to get Bobby Hill. If we're going to just get Davey, then I'll just say Davey, thanks. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, apparently Dunkley hasn't signed, so there you go. Oh, there you go. I'd definitely be chasing a, Dunkley. He does do a YouTube channel with Adam Trelaw. They seem like biffles, and I think his relationships that may have been an issue when we were looking at him before mm. may not be an issue. I think he's made good mates with Trelaw. Yeah, and that's so. but I definitely if you could get Dunkley out of there, he'd be the price because he'd be the he's a good no player. offense upgrade on Stringer in that he plays every week. Well, Stringer's a great player, let's be honest. But Stringer, what's he going to be like as a 33 year old? Well, he already, he already basically is one. Well, he's 27 now, he's, it wouldn't be 28, maybe he's 28, maybe and he older. is like we cannot get him right. It'll be interesting. I love trade period because you, what Rick said, we do get linked with seemingly everyone. Yeah. Um, and that one time we did get them, they were all massive letdowns in the end. Apart from yeah, I, look, I, to be honest, unless you're getting a Taranto or a Dunkley, I wouldn't go after anyone else. I would be, um, what's it called? I'm moneyballing it for guys like like Darcy Fogarty's or how well we did with Peter Wright's or mm-hmm. looking at where we've got weaknesses, small forwards, extra tall defenders, you know, things like yeah. that and just picking that one spot, that one and player. The only way I want to see us losing a first round pick by a trade is a key position player, not a midfielder. I don't want another midfielder. We, we, no. we can go to the draft. If it's, at the moment, we've got pick three. Yeah, we'll get a good one. Like, like we will get a high-end talent as a midfielder and probably if we can work our way into a, you know, if that will give us pick 20, whatever, one, um, 
then we could pick up a, a Davy then as a father son. Like if you can get a midfielder and a small forward in the that are both meant to be first round picks, and you get them in the first two, then that's good drafting. Yep. All right, we're gonna wrap up. We've taken up plenty of your time on a Monday night. Um, we I don't think we're planning anything over the bye week. Um, oh, somebody, the bye. We get off yay! No Thursday night. If you have any suggestions, do let us know in the comments and we'll have a think. Um, otherwise, yeah, we'll be back on the Thursday before the Carlton game, which will be the 9th of June, I believe. Did you buy a ticket for the special gala thing, the special dinner? No. Did you see how much they were? Yes. <laughs> and did you see they also said black tie? I'm like, who the fuck's got a black tie? Who's got a Well, the, the best and fairest is always a bit of a suit. Sort of affair. Yeah, they but not, lounge this suit. specifically said black tie. Like, so you have to wear a white shirt, black, well, I guess so, and a black, you know. Not into that sort of type. stuff. I'm happy to go to the best and fairest because you have a few frothies with some mates and yeah, blah, blah. listen to Kevin Sheedy bang on for about three hours. It's great. Yeah. They must be sick of telling the same story, some of those football oh players. Oh my God. Kevin Sheedy just waffles. No, speaking of waffling, we are waffling. Um, Right. So yeah, we'll unless we get some some good comments then good ideas, we're not going to do a podcast just for the sake of it. So uh, we'll be back for the cult. Unless we draft some very interesting players, or that as well, that might happen. on Wednesday night. Yeah, or me and Nathan can just sit here and talk rubbish for half an hour. Which well, we could do a little short. Anyway. Yeah, we could do a little short or something. A little short, right? On that bombshell, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks to the guys in the comments uh, live thanks, on everyone. Facebook and wherever you're listening, we appreciate you. Go Dons. Go, Bombers.